What's up, you guys? This is your girl, Essence, and you're riding the wave of Wisdom in Red, where we are living life through the words and spirit of Christ. I have not been on here for a minute, only because of all the technical problems that I continue having. Um, I continued having these issues where I would record, and then they wouldn't upload, and they would just end up lost and deleted. Um, so I'm just going to try to do this one again. I'm going to try to make it quick, but you already know how that goes. If you've listened to my other podcasts, some of them are fast and some of them end up being like an hour. (laughs) So, um, I wanted to talk today with you guys about the Holy Spirit and really as to whether or not you know who you have in the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to give lots of scriptures. Um, and one of the, one of the illustrations that I can give when I think about the Holy Spirit, I think about being a fighter. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever gone to a boxing match or an MMA match, but they're really, really like, I love going to those matches because it's just so much excitement. It's so much going on, but with everything that's going on, we get to see the extent of that fighter's training. We get to see them battle it out, you know, for a victory. And that reminds me of us as believers, you know, we're in it to win a, to win a race or whatever. But you know, when, when I, I like looking at a fighter in a ring because you have the referee who is on the outside of the ring and you you look at all the training and all that it takes to lead up to um, a battle a fight and there are multiple fights you know multiple events that occur so they're constantly going back and training and you get to see what happens in the midst of this fight okay you get to see how you have the fighter that has to go back to their corner and they're getting all this information and advice and direction from their coach, uh, from their coaches. And they're getting warmed up again. They might get a little ice pack. They're, you know, you know, getting things to help them help their bodies to endure, help their mind and their strategy, their strategy for victory. And this is us as believers And so I, you know, I think about that referee being the Holy Spirit. And I just want to talk to you guys again, you know, about the Holy Spirit today. Do you know who you have in the Holy Spirit? And so, and, 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 and with the word and, you know, having the word of God, um, is such a gift. Having the Holy Spirit is such a gift and knowing that the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance the word of God. When we are going through our battles, when we're having our events in life, when we are having our fights, and then outside of that, what kind of training are we are we you know are we are we uh, going through to to develop ourselves for whenever these events in life occur? So you have us as the believer in the ring, and then you have the Holy Spirit. You can look at the Holy Spirit as that. You know, just as the, as the, um, you know, as your, as your advisor in the corner, your coach in the corner. Um, so he is your helper. So I wanted to, 
talk about also how the Holy Spirit gives us a whole other vantage point from people who do not have the Holy Spirit. I see a lot of believers walk away from the faith. Um, They walk away from the faith not listening to the Holy Spirit, but rather listening to all these other voices that have not had any fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And I want you to bear in mind that we that we know that there are plenty of scriptures under the new covenant telling us about being filled with the Holy Spirit. But you will not find one, and I mean not one, if you if you find one, leave me a voicemail and I totally will humble out to it, that says that the Holy Spirit is removed from a person. And I specifically mean that where it says that the Holy Spirit is removed from a person who has been filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, what we will see, um, you know, uh, are, you know, we'll see people who were among the believers who would leave. We would see people who basically were, had their toes, you know, you know, tiptoeing in, had a toe in the water or were amongst the believers, but so was Judas. Judas was amongst the believers. He was right there with Jesus. But did that mean that he truly was, was with them? You see what I mean? So there are a lot of people, you know, that, that are in church. He said that the wheat and the tares grow together. Jesus already told us this. So the wheat will be the ones who don't belong to Jesus. And um, excuse me, the wheat will be the ones who do belong to Jesus. And the tares would be the ones who are among the wheat, among the believers growing together, who do not have the Holy Spirit, who are not truly um, um, in it to win it, basically. Um, They may think they're in it to win it, but they're not really in it to win it. So I love the whole idea of us just going through the scriptures real quick. Um, I'm probably be here before you. I, I want to say about 20 minutes or so, but you already know me. If I can go less, that's fine. Cause it's already, you know, it's five 30 in the morning where I am. Um, so again, looking as an illustration, being a fighter who has the Holy spirit in your corner, giving you direction giving you, you know, guidelines, you know, or or reminders when you get back into that corner, when you've been battling and you go back to that corner, you're having to um, go by your muscle memory when you're in the fight, you're having to move uh, and use all the training that you used in order for you to gain this victory and to prevent burnout, you know, for you to have the ability to endure that you gained through your training. But how are you training? How have you trained? How have you built your muscle memory? How have you renewed your mind in Christ? You know what I mean? How have you, have you repented? Have you, and I know a lot of seasoned believers are are probably um, hearing this, but pray for those who are not seasoned believers, who are babes in Christ, who teeter, you know, on the edge of back and forth and listening to people who have not the Holy Spirit in them. Listening to people not even in the church, listening to people who say that they were believers, who say that they used to go to church, but were not ever spirit filled. But they're giving 
uh, worldly advice about a spiritual Bible, a spiritual book. Remember that the, the Bible says that a, a, a natural mind cannot even conceive things of the spirit. And so I just want to go ahead and go through these verses. It's plenty of verses because I, 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 I want I want you to be encouraged that who you have in your corner is more powerful than anything in this world. Having the Holy Spirit in your corner, you know, think, think of uh, the pool with everything that you go through the world, you have so many ups and downs, so many issues in life, so many, you know, good, good things, you know, good things and bad, but all of these things, everything is to, is to literally construct and build our relationship with the Lord. It is, to feel, it is to fulfill the Lord's will and it's to literally help us to commune and actual and have actual fellowship with the spirit of with the spirit of Christ. So having the Holy Spirit and going through everything that we're going through in life, I mean from day to day, your daily thinking, um, your daily situations, your daily concerns, your daily obligations, um, events occurring in your life, tragedies, trials, tribulations that Jesus said that we would have. So we should not think it to be anything odd when we go through different trials. I want us to remember what the word says. In 2 Timothy 2, he says, this is, this is really take this in. He says to join me in suffering suffering y'all he says join me in suffering who answers an invitation to join suffering I don't know anybody who does that but as a believer that is exactly what we have done we are joining together in suffering that Jesus said that we would have because he had it first okay so join me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus A soldier refrains from entangling himself in civilian affairs in order to please the one who enlisted him. It doesn't mean that we are not involved or understanding civilian affairs. He knows we are in this world. We're not of it. We're in it. We have to deal with it and and things of that matter. But to get entangled. In other words, think about the seed in the sower parable. The seeds were growing and they got entangled in the thorns they got entangled and couldn't grow around those rocks and thorns so consider that when you hear me say entangling himself in civilian affairs because those thorns represented these troubles in life and issues in life and people got carried off by those things and therefore they could not develop they could not grow they did not so that even though it was seed in the first place It just simply did not take deep enough root. It couldn't, okay? It just didn't do it. That is how some people are. But he's saying you, as a soldier of Jesus Christ, are to refrain from that, okay? So, because we've been sown, we we can't allow the things in life to, to choke us up and lose faith. Because what it is, is that the Holy Spirit was sent to us to help us increase our faith. 
to help us walk by the Holy Spirit. He says, likewise, a competitor does not receive the crown unless he competes according to the rules. So we can't even we can't compete successfully. We can't even fight. We can't even get in that ring and expect to win if we don't even know the rules. Because if you don't know the rules, we all know you don't follow the rules in a fight, you get disqualified. You you cannot compete. You lose that fight. So a lot of people jump into this thing. They come into the church and come amongst the body thinking that they don't have to, excuse me, they're not even aware of the rules because one, they may not even be reading the word of God or two, they simply don't, they don't appeal to those. They don't, they don't follow those rules because it doesn't appeal to them. So what we want to do is understand that the Holy Spirit is here for God's will and for our good. Um, and he's here to remember the pool of Bethesda in John five, the angel would go down to it, you know, go down at a certain season and, and begin to stir the pool and said that it says that he agitated the waters. The angel would agitate the waters or stir the waters. And I'm going to tell you, and, and the people would get in and be healed. And so that is what the Holy Spirit is for us. It's the healing. He, he, he provides the stirring. He'll agitate us. You know what I'm saying? Like there's this war that we have going on where it's just like, oh, the will of my flesh, the will of the spirit. Oh, man, you know, I don't know. Right? But the Holy Spirit allows that stirring for that healing to bring us closer in communion with him, in fellowship with him so that we can gain that healing, that that thing that is for our good, our victory, our endurance, right? So then I think about, you know, because you could, you know, you, you think about Romans 8.28. It says that God searches our hearts. And see, that's where that stirring start happening because that conviction happens in the Holy Spirit. He, 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 excuse me, he searches our hearts, knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God, not on behalf of our personal will. The spirit is obedient to the father. The spirit is interceding for us on our behalf to help us to get to God because it's according to the will of God, not us. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. You know, our ways are all kind of screwed up. (laughs) He had to come down here for us. So surely he is doing this for the will of God as our protector, our leader, our guide, our voice, and so many other things. And we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. So here it is. We have to understand that uh, even in the, the, whether it's the good, we're in a good time, a regular time in our lives, a bad time, trials, tribulations, traumas, the things that we've gone through from having being raised in this, in this worldliness, in this world, 
Um, and in our sin nature, the things that seem completely natural to us are really enmity towards God. And the Bible tells us that, that the natural mind is enmity towards God. And I don't know if you guys um, uh, were aware of that, because a lot of people in the church today have a tendency to think that their thoughts <laughs> are 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 okay with God. But that's not true. In Romans uh, 8, I think Romans 8, 7, it says the carnal mind literally is enmity against God. So we have to be mindful of that. So now I just want to go through and I just want to say, you know, who you have in the Holy Spirit. Okay. And all I'm going to do, I, I just literally go to Open Bible because I love Open Bible. I hope y'all go to Open Bible, openbible.info. And you just look up the scriptures on Holy Spirit. There are so many other ones that aren't really necessarily included in this because I don't know why, but um, maybe because they're not directly talking about the Holy Spirit, but we know that it's the work of God just the same, but still, um, John 14, 26, you guys can go to this yourself and go straight down the list. Um, it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. So what is he going to bring to your remembrance? Of course, yes, we have our uh, experiences with God. There are some things that I know no one can ever take away from me that I've experienced that only could have happened in God through Christ that were truly supernatural, um, that were beyond me and anyone else around me. And that there are multiple witnesses too. These are things that no one can take away from me. But when it comes time to how my mind must work in the will of God, in the will of Christ Jesus, through the spirit of Christ Jesus, it takes that word. It takes knowing the word of God. And he says that he will, that, that, that word is going to help the spirit of Christ is in us. Who is Jesus? Who is Christ? He is the word of God. Revelation, I think it's Revelation 13 or Revelation 19, 13. Anyway, um, but he is the, I'm sorry, y'all, I know it's, it's early in the morning for me. <laughs> um, but the Holy Spirit is the helper whom the Father sent in his name. And he teaches us, because now, you know, this is after Christ has already ascended. So now he's already here and he teaches us all things and will bring to our remembrance all that he has taught, all that he's already said. So we have to bear that in mind, you guys. That we have someone to utilize, uh, uh, to get wise counsel from. In when we're when we're fighting, here's the crazy thing: it's important to remember what he was teaching because once we're in the ring, if like I said, if you've ever gone to a boxing match or a in in uh, MMA match, and it's a lot, you know, you're in that ring. There are people from everywhere shouting you're hearing voices coming from all over the place you've got the coach in one corner and the opponent's corner and then you have your own coach over here and you're hearing the coach trying to tell him and you know his corners trying to give him guidelines and directions and helping you know trying to help him to remember everything through all these voices it is important you know that you have muscle memory that you can understand the things of God when you are in your battles because when you have been practicing regularly obeying Christ, 
then that's like that muscle memory coming to you. And it's the, 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 the spirit of God. It's all in the spirit of God, the things that are of God. So that is what's going to come back to your mind because that is the spirit that you've been training yourself in. So when, you know, when you go through a trial or just in your everyday issues, your every, your day to day, just in how you treat people, how, if you're a parent, how you treat your children, if you're a child, how you treat your parents, your family, how you guys treat your, your friends, how you treat people in your career at work to, to, to get ahead in life. What are you doing? How are you loving people? Are, you know, are you operating in the, in the fruit of the spirit? Or the works of the flesh in Galatians 5. So anyhow, Romans 8. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. I'm sorry, but there are some things in my life, you guys, that I am just too weak to, to, to fight for on my own. And I know, and I'm not ashamed to say that. Because I boast in the power of God through my weakness and I'm strengthened and I am without excuse because I'm able to move forward because of the Holy Spirit, because I know that that is where my hope comes from. I know that I have the ability because of the, what the word has taught me, that he has given me the ability to change my thoughts. We, um, you know, we can easily, um, remember, um, uh, how, how many times the word tells us, you know, how we're told, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. Uh, how many times have we been told to repent in the word? These, th- this is important to, to understand because what the word, what the word is telling us, what the Lord is telling us through these various scriptures about, you know, um, being made new in the attitude of your minds in Ephesians, um, having a, a, re- a renewed and right spirit within us uh, in Psalms 51, uh, how uh, uh, the Lord will re- renew our strength, you know, how, how we won't grow weary and, and, and be faint. Um, these things are very important. Um, he says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why is that? Why on earth does the word keep telling us about this whole concept of changing our mindset, changing how we think? Even the world has YouTube video after YouTube video after mentor video on changing how we think. And it is because we have the ability to do so. What I find interesting is that a lot of people, a lot of people will believe that they can change their mind, you know, to change their habits. But, you know, when it comes to other things, but when it comes to Jesus saying, repent, we say, oh no, that's just who I am. Are you kidding me? I've always had sex. I'm not going to like not fornicate. You know what I mean? Like, that's just normal. God knows that that's what I got to have. I, I'm, you know, I got to have sex. That's not a sin. God already knows. God knows my heart. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, he does know it. He knows that we ain't trying to change for him. He knows we're not really trying to change our minds and be renewed in him. He knows that we don't really believe that we can do it because we don't believe in what he's telling us to do. We don't believe in his will. So, and, and amongst other things. So he's constantly telling us to renew our minds. Why? Because this is our true and proper worship. And I really hope you get this in Romans 12. 
Romans 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing uh, to God. This is your true and proper worship. But he goes on to say about this, do not conform to the pattern of the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And why is that? Because he says at this point, with this type of uh, worship, he says, then you're going to be able to test and approve God's will, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So Romans 12 is telling us a true form of worship because many of us just think that it stops at a song and a dance. And it's so much more than that. It's actually using our bodies. It's dying daily, as Paul says. It is literally sacrificing what we want in our, in our flesh that actually goes against the will of God and the teachings of Christ, the teachings of the word of God. True and proper worship is holiness and pleasing God. That is, that's, because it's no different from, like, think about when you're married. There are things that you sacrifice for your spouse. There are things that you sacrifice. Think about your parents. There are things that you know you want to do as a child. But because your parents, you know your parents are against it. And they're teaching you to do right. And you want their approval. You follow through. You don't want no beef with your with your parents. So you you obey them. And so and so this is what our true and proper worship is by transforming our minds, how we think. We can't repent. Repent, excuse me, with repentance comes a changing of our thinking, our thought pattern from the worldly way of doing things, our worldly pattern that we were taught, that we were raised with all the way into now figuring out what the will of God is. And what happens is that we are able to, we're, we're actually blessed with a, with a better, a higher vantage point uh, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit because that's when we're able, because when we renew our minds rather, we're able to test and approve that God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. So with the Holy Spirit again, he says, Galatians 5, 22 through 23, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There's no law because again, we have now a whole new perspective and each of the fruit of the spirit gives us a whole new perspective on God's will for our lives and in life. So as we operate in, in the spirit, as we walk by the spirit, as it talks about in Galatians 5 and not by the works of the flesh, we begin not only to produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but in that we know that because of that fruit that we're bearing, it's from ch a changing in our minds, a renewal that has taken place in the mind. And this is on a day to day. I, I really, I, I want to I cannot express, I don't know that I could actually verbalize how deep this is because it is in the intricate details of your daily thinking. 
like when you, I don't see, I don't know if y'all ever had problems or suffered with depression or bipolar disorder or things like that. I was, I was diagnosed with bipolar type two years ago. And one of the things, and I don't take meds, meds just don't typically work for people um, diagnosed with bipolar type two is what I found out, which made a lot of sense. I found that out later, but it does make sense. Um, because so for me, I've had to really, it just every, my whole point is every problem that you have points you to Christ. If you understand, if you by the Holy spirit have, if you have listened to the Holy spirit through all the other voices, all the other direction, you know, directions that are given and shouted from the audience and shouting, you know, shouting from across the ring and all of that going back to the fight if you can Jesus said that his sheep know his voice if you can really listen and hear that then you can come to understand and have the perspective that all things all things that you go through in life if you acknowledge him acknowledging him is listening to his counsel putting his will ahead of your flesh if we get into the habit and muscle memory of doing this, the mental capacity of doing this and understanding this, then we come to understand how he literally guides us through each and every circumstance, good and bad, in business and in personal life, personal affairs. And he gives us peace, patience, joy, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all of those things are there for us to produce by the Holy Spirit. And it is for our good and his will. And it's win-win. So I'm going to go on and, and, and keep going. He says, Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a gift given to us. And a lot of us, I think, don't understand that that gift is is understood because a lot of us say, oh, I, you know, I repent and I, I, and, I, and, and I turn from my wicked ways. But then we don't take God into our day to day. And then we wonder how we fall off. We wonder how we fall off the wagon so easily. Because we're not utilizing the gift that God gave us. We got it just sitting on a, on, a, on a desk somewhere with a bow still tied on it. It's still sitting in the closet with the tags on it. And we're not utilizing what God has given us. So anyhow, he says, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you? Whom you have from God. He says, you are not your own. But we should understand this in the most, in the most delightful, most beautiful way ever. Um, that this, that this Holy Spirit within us is, is, is what was fulfilling a promise that God had made, that Jesus had made before he ascended. I must go so that my, my whole, the Holy Spirit, uh, your helper will be with you. So he literally died and rose so that we could have God's spirit now in us, not merely walking around us like back at the Garden of Eden. See, Jesus 
it's like how the father was walking how God was walking they were walking with Adam and Eve in the garden even then and so Jesus as as amazing as he is came down lowered himself literally to be with us walking with us as man I mean, I don't know if y'all really get this thing. Anyhow, so so then to go die for everything that we did wrong and we're going to do wrong and continuing, continuing to do wrong into the future. And then, you know, he dies for that in a sense. You know, the propitiation that we could never, we can't even fathom why. I mean, to be honest, because ain't none of us worth it, right? Ain't none of us worth it. But however, he saw that our relationship with him was that his promise that he had made keeping his own word was worth it so anyhow um this is something that we gain from the holy spirit and and that in our day-to-day is a huge uh blessing and and tool uh he says in isaiah 11 2 and the spirit of the lord will rest upon him talking about Jesus, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. This is who we have in us. This is what the Holy Spirit gives us because remember Christ gave us his spirit, the fear of the Lord, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I'm going to ask the Father and he'll give you another helper to be with you. How? Who? How long? Forever. That's why I don't listen to Nation of Islam and these Muslims when they talk about, you know, um, they'll talk, they'll use that. I've heard some of them use that scripture talking about that the helper is uh, their honorable Elijah Muhammad. No, no, no. See, they, they forget the part that says to be with you forever. And one man cannot be with a bunch of dead people who himself is also dead. That's a lie. He ain't with you forever anyhow. So even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. He says, you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And now we already have him today because this is after Christ has ascended. Acts 1 and 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And now keep in mind the things that I've already been uh, listing. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. What are you witnessing to? What are you a witness to? What are you witnessing of? Have you experienced the power of the Holy Spirit? Or are you still operating in your past worldly patterns? As if Christ did not die for you and raise for you. This is in the everyday thing. I mean, so the whole point, um, I, I want you to understand the connection between renewing our mind and that help from the Holy Spirit. That this is a conscious, intentional, day-to-day effort and awareness of training, of having that muscle memory Because this is what is given to us to not take advantage of. 
excuse me, to not take for granted. <laughs> Have you asked the Lord for the Holy Spirit? Because in Luke eleven thirteen, he says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to, the, to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So if you feel less than empowered, if you feel some type of way, if you feel defeated, ask the Lord for the Holy Spirit if you have not already. Um, and remember that by faith, you are made whole. By faith through grace, God has given you freedom. And we're going to see some more of this in the, in the word. See, he says in 2 Corinthians 3.17, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And hear that again. The Lord is the Spirit. So you have the Lord living and dwelling on the inside of you. Bringing things to your remembrance. Bringing uh, power to you. Wisdom, understanding, knowledge, fear of the Lord, counsel, might. So let's not forget that. Let us not forget that. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But a lot of us, we don't recognize, even as believers, a lot of us are still bound by certain things because we have not learned how to take on the mind of Christ in that area. We have not learned how to free our thinking in that area. Um, you know, not trusting God all the way. We have not trusted God in certain areas of our lives. Some things we have not submitted um, out of our minds, rather rejected um, in our minds. So we, we still receive the negative patterns that we learned in the world. You know, we still have and operate in mistrust, misguidance, uh, misunderstanding, self-doubt, low self-esteem, pridefulness, um, just all, you know, disobedience. We still operate in a lot of these things because we are trusting still in our old system of coping and survival rather than in Christ. And so in relationships, we never learned how to proper or people, period. We never learned how to properly communicate specifically in relationships or marriages with the opposite sex. We don't know how to um, communicate in a healthy manner. We have all of these hangups and hurts about us that prevent us from truly having fellowship with one another due to our previous um, training which was from a horrible coach, right? Um, our, just a horrible trainer. We didn't have the Holy Spirit at the time, but now we do, and he's so patient with us, and he's wanting us to lean into him. So a lot of us, when we're going through these trials and tribulations that Christ said that we would have, and to not think it to be anything weird, he, he's letting us know that all things are working together for our good, for those who love him, for those who love him, we have to take on the perspective to even understand that love so that we can begin to even operate in it, that we can recognize the example of his love, that we may actually move in it ourselves and extend it to others. But when we have our little hangups with people or trust issues or 
not knowing which direction to go in or hard times or in good times and we have a habit to forget about God or we have a habit to do things and lean to our own understanding um, then you know one of the things that we have to remember is that the counsel of the Holy Spirit is there for us trying to cinch us into him making us one so every opportunity that we have is an opportunity for us to go before God so sometimes it gets so bad and some some of us have to hit rock bottom because that is the only time that we will come to hear the voice of God or shout at him and go off on him and finally talk to him to the point where now our minds can begin to have a different train of thought so um, this is the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives that he is right there ever before us with us right there in our corner for every battle shouting out whenever we've made a wrong turn nope nope you know you know step left step right duck whatever it is that they train you to do you know ground and pound whatever it is that we can hear the voice of 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 our Lord of the Lord Jesus Christ that his sheep recognizes voice once we are in these battles but how are we training off out of that outside of the octagon how are we tra- uh, training outside of that boxing ring um, so you know that's why we need the Holy Spirit on a regular basis every single day that's why we need the Word of God every single day that's why it's helpful to be able to go to a place like a gym, right? And you're working your body out and you're getting your your counseling, your training from your other people or your mentors or the people that's helping you do your weightlifting or whatever it is that you got to do. Same thing with going to a church and a body of, a physical body of believers. But even if we don't have that, he's saying my grace is sufficient. He is enough. He can still, he said he will be able to, no man will be able to, will have to teach us that the Holy Spirit is still teach us. And what he said in the beginning, that he would teach us all things. But do we really trust him in that? Do we really believe him in that? And a lot of people may have, you know, a little, you know, just a little funny attitude about that in all things. He can't teach you all things. But what it is, is that if you open up that math book, then the, then the Holy Spirit and the Word of God is going to teach you how to be diligent. He will tell you too much study will weary your, your, will, uh, weary your brain. He will tell you that you have to be diligent also at the same time. So he will teach you how to have a mindset that will help you to focus and be like a, a, a healthy form of Adderall for you to focus on your studies. And then if you're going through other turmoils or whatnot, he'll help you to understand how to get through those things. So yes, in both natural and spiritual things, he gives you guidance. He gives us, he gives us that. So, uh, let's see. I, I just love these scriptures, y'all. Um, and we must impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. So first Corinthians two thirteen. you know, we have to remember that again, like I said earlier, we can't lean to the tares. We can't lean to those outside of the church. 
trying to tell us about the church. We can't lean to those outside of the Bible, outside of the church who said that they have read and studied and all of this uh, about the Bible, but they don't have any Holy Spirit. They're speaking against, they're blaspheming the Holy Spirit. So why would we listen to a voice that blasphemes the Holy Spirit? Truly, honestly, it is evident that they have not had communion with the Holy Spirit, which he's saying right here, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. And we, we already know here, they're not talking about the worldly definition of spiritual, but rather spiritual truths talking about uh, to those who are spiritual in Christ, who are walking by the spirit, by the Holy Spirit. And so, um, and that they, that they impart their words, that the words that they are imparting in these scriptures are not by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit. So why, and, and, and I truly discourage, I mean, I truly ask you, you know, discourage those who are trying to listen to people who are not filled with the Holy Spirit. And this whole once saved, always saved thing, I'm telling you, people try to fight that, but if that, if people have to understand that there is a reason why Jesus calls them the wheat and the tear saying that they grow together because those were people who were never saved from the jump but there are those who are so understand that that is he says that for a specific reason for many specific reasons but that is one so anyhow he says Romans 8 9 you however are not in the flesh but in the spirit if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you so keep in mind that right here he's talking to believers he's talking to a, 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 a plethora of believers here but he's still saying if the spirit of God dwells in you they don't go for all y'all so he goes on to say that anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ doesn't belong to him. So we have to pray for our own discernment, y'all. Um, and I don't mean discernment to, to, to be knocking folks, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about discernment even in these matters between the wheat and the tares and, and, and listening to those outside of the body of Christ trying to tell us what what the Bible is about and what's real and what's fake because a lot of us unfortunately don't even believe the Bible and I do suggest you go and listen to some um, theologians um, I to get some to get a head start on uh, things that you could begin to understand about the scriptures that maybe you did not know previously um, I on wisdom you could follow uh, on wisdom and read um, Instagram or wisdom and read on Facebook where I post videos and scriptures that really help to address some of these things. Um, the disbelief that people have in the Bible recently, I put up, um, Dr. Vody Bakum where he's talking about why he specifically believes the Bible. And one thing that I love about Vody is that he understands that even though most people are trying to say that the Bible, well, you can't prove the Bible with the Bible. Yes, you can, because it is that historically accurate, that historically valid, that it is actually the authority. It, it literally just outweighs everything else. It by far historically, it is historically in, a, in, in, in authority, uh, in authority, not just by spiritual standards 
of the church, but by natural standards as well, where people go and begin to search from. So even when the world knows to begin to use the Bible to start searching things from archaeology and things like that, how much more, and that's how they've been finding a lot of things, is through the Bible. Um, in archaeology, how much more should us from the word of, I mean, from the body of Christ, okay? Um, So you have to be convicted that the Bible is true, A to Z. You have to begin to research and understand the the validity, excuse me, validity of the scriptures. I have this mouthpiece in my mouth, y'all, for this, for my jaw. (laughs) So it keeps me from talking the way I used to be able to talk. Um, so anyway, um, so let so let's 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 keep it moving. I, I'm gonna go ahead and end it in a in a in a moment here. In Ephesians 1:13, he says, "In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit." But do you utilize him? Do you listen to him? Do you make it a point to commune with him, fellowship with him, and to actually, you know, do things in the spirit of him? You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people aren't sure how to really look or view the Holy, you know, look at the Holy Spirit, view the Holy Spirit within them. Like, is it a, you know, the Bible literally personifies the Holy Spirit as a he. And him actually doing things, telling people things, doing things, you know what I mean? Calling people like, you know, carried away people. I mean, literally by the Holy Spirit. So there is that physical aspect of the Holy Spirit. We see that the Holy Spirit descended down on Jesus as a dove when he was baptized by John. So we know that there is a physical aspect to him, but even so there is this aspect of just doing things in the obedience, the obedient will of Christ, period. In the knowledge that the intangible things, the knowledge, the fear of the Lord, the might, you know, tangible and intangible that we see in the Holy Spirit being able to manifest in us through us and to bear the fruit of the spirit so uh, you were uh, sealed with that promise so keep in mind again where we say you know where I was talking about we see how people get filled with the Holy Spirit but who do you ever see in the scripture that specifically actually says that the Holy Spirit is removed from the individual we never see that other people obviously try to give other scriptures to talk you know like the blotting out the name blotting out and things like that but again the wheat and the tares grow together those who are you know many of the Bible says many are called but few are chosen so yes there is a list that you, you can have a, a roster of people who were walking amongst in the church and the church gets judged first so yes, honey, you're about to get blotted out because, you know, you're coming to me saying, Lord, Lord, did I not do this and that in your name? But depart from me, you who work iniquity, I never knew you. So yes, the roster of the church is there. He's going to judge the church. You were in this church. You were in the midst. You were trying to, you know, act like, no, 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 you weren't really about it. 
You weren't about it, about it. So now you're getting blotted. So that's what that's about. People get all hung up on that. So anyhow, I, I, I hope that this is encouraging y'all. Um, you know, here's the thing. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4.30 says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So you could grieve the Holy Spirit. Let's just say, even especially as, as, as new believers uh, filled with the Spirit who have not yet learned to sanctify themselves wholly as the scripture says to do. The scripture says to sanctify yourself wholly. And that's because he has given us the tool. He has given us the Holy Spirit to listen to. He has given us the word of God who is implanted. Remember all of this, what the whole point of this was redemption and to change our minds. In other words, to give us a heart of flesh, removing the heart of stone, which again takes me right back to, I don't understand why believers listen to those with hearts of stone who God has not renewed. They have scriptures, but no Holy Spirit. I think about that scripture. I can't, I can't call it right now, but I think about the scripture where Jesus is like, you know, you're, you know, you, you, you basically like you count on the scriptures as if they, you know, as if they're going, as if they're like, like they're the scriptures themselves are going to save. And he's just like, no, like it's, it's me, you know, and I can't remember the verse because it's been a while since I've looked at that one. I got to go back to it. So my apologies about not being thorough on that. But yeah, he says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. Think about how you grieve about something. Think about how your child may do something or somebody you love does something and it grieves you. And you're like, why are you doing this? I'm right here for you to help. Why are you doing that? You know, it's like a, 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 if you have ever had a family member or a friend addicted to something, you know, a drug or, or liquor or something, and you're just like, why are you doing that? We got everything to help you right here. Why are you still going back to that? Don't grieve the Holy Spirit that way. Why? When you're sealed for redemption. Don't mess up a good thing. Like, what's what's going on? Like, don't grieve them. Y'all got a fellowship. Y'all ain't got to be at odds with each other. Anyhow, John 15, 26. But when the, when the Helper comes, the Holy Spirit, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth. See, here's the deal. Again, don't listen to outsiders. The Holy With the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And so those without the Holy Spirit are without the Spirit of of truth because you can speak truth but not have the spirit the, the 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 spirit of god in that truth your intentions a person's intentions can be completely different you know we were already told and warned in the scriptures about people who preach for selfish gain so they're not really preaching by way of the holy spirit they're just preaching something that to hit people's itching ears and whatnot to get that dollar and we fall for it because guess why? People are not in the scriptures for themselves. Anyway, but he says the Holy Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father will bear witness about me. So you can't be listening to people who's, who's speaking against the Holy Spirit. Because the whole point of the Spirit of truth is that he is witnessing about Jesus. So you already know, if they're not talking, they're talking against Jesus, you know, they're already, you know, 
So anyhow, I just want to end it there for right now, you guys. I just really appreciate you guys uh, for connecting, um, you know, in other words, connecting your ear to this word. I, I just encourage you guys to continue to understand that the Holy Spirit is there for you guys on a day-to-day basis, not just in certain events. He's there to train us up and, and then some. And I really hope that you guys can come, come to understand how he is a major role player in the renewing of our minds with the word of God. So y'all be blessed. I know this is about an hour long. Um, Share this with your friends. And I just thank you so much. You've been riding the wave of wisdom in red, where we are living life through the words and spirit of Christ. Hope to be back with you soon.